What I tell people a lot of times is, if you don't already know a person with a developmental disability, there's a good chance that you may not during your lifetime because it's not something that you or your family members are gonna catch per se. So our trying to raise public awareness about it is critical for support for the organization. Welcome to an episode of the Interesting People podcast. Today, I'm joined by Community Living. I have Michael Plans, the CEO, and Elena Lyons, the marketing director. How's it going? Going great. Thank you. So what is the elevator pitch for Community Living? Community Living is a nonprofit organization that supports individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities in Frederick County to live, work, play, and retire. Awesome. So how long have you guys been around? I'm glad you asked that because we are just about to hit our 40th anniversary in 2019. You guys have joined the club where I go like, oh, this thing's been around for a really long time. Exactly, right. (laughs) So 40 years, how has the mission changed in the last 40 years? During the last 40 years, services for people have become much more community-based than they were in the past. People at one point lived in institutions and in large facilities across the state. But back in, you know, 40 years ago when community living started, people started to move from those facilities and those institutions into community-based settings. So we have 26 homes around Frederick where we support almost 80 people in those homes. Plus, people have begun to move into working in the community and doing a whole variety of activities just in their local community, just like anybody else would. How we've changed in the last 40 years also is we have started that employment component. I know we've created a lot more programs. We have a vocational piece where we help the people we support find jobs, and we have job coaching once they have those jobs. We have support services, which is basically supports of daily living, and we have a retirement program as well. You're saying you're with people with disabilities. Is that mental and physical or just mental? Developmental disabilities, intellectual developmental disabilities. So typically something that a person is born with, things like Down syndrome or autism or cerebral palsy, but it could also be a physical disability that is part of that cerebral palsy, creates some physical disabilities for people. The jobs that you're looking at, is that cashiers and other kind of jobs like that? Mostly entry-level positions for people. Could be anything from custodial work to cashiers to shelf stocking at a grocery restore to retail. We have somebody who did some data entry at the hospital for a long time. He's still, he's moving into a new position doing data entry now. It just depends on, people have a wide range of skills and abilities. And it depends on interest, just like, you know, anyone else. I know one person we serve loves animals, so she works at a veterinary hospital. So it really depends on interest level too. Is that part of the marketing group to try and find partners and find places where you can place people? Absolutely. Yeah, we're always looking to partner with businesses in the community and find people who have a need for, you know, employees. And that's, that's always something. We're right. We for. have a staff person. That is his job. He is out there. He's called a job developer. And he is out there networking in the community, trying to find businesses and employers that would be willing to talk to him and maybe provide an opportunity for one of the people we support in their business. And you guys are Frederick-based. Where do people go to get started with you? If they want to get started with us, they can go to our website and see more about us. But the people we support are funded through the Developmental Disabilities Administration, which is part of the Maryland State Department of Health. So they could go to ddamaryland.gov. That's a, a government website, and that's for the Developmental Disabilities Administration. They can find out more about the funding and DDA on there. But a lot of people now... There are young people in schools who are beginning to learn about these services while they're in school and the teachers in schools and the special ed teachers. They're really working to make sure that these young people coming out of school understand what the opportunities are once they become adults and get into the adult world 
job. So they begin to connect them with organizations like Community Living before they even get out of school. So does Community Living do stuff with schools? We do. We partner with schools for, like I said, for young people who are coming out of school. Typically, a person with a disability who's in a special ed program, they are going to stay in school till 21. We also work with the Division of Rehab Services, or DOORS as it's known, to we're going to begin working in the spring with some students who are still in school to help provide some work-based learning experiences for them before they get out of school. So hopefully once they do get out of school, they are more successful in, in employment because just like anybody else, when they graduate, they're looking for a career and that's what we're there to try to help those younger people do. So like kind of getting internships in that way. Correct. Exactly. I like your, I guess, tagline or motto, live, work, play, retire. Absolutely. As Elena said, the oldest service we provide is residential. So like I said earlier, we have 26 homes around Frederick County. Typically, three people with disabilities live there with a staff person who's there pretty much 24-7 as long as people are home. About five years ago, we really got into the work part, the employment part. So we started with, you know, maybe about 12 people in that program. We're up to about 60 people right now. So we are looking for jobs, helping support them on jobs. People who may not be ready for work yet, we are supporting them in volunteer positions or other meaningful day activities, something. The ultimate goal is for everybody to work. Some people, they're not ready now. They may never be ready, but what can we do to maybe help move them in that direction long term? Play, we provide support services to people who may live with their families or even some people who live on their own or with a roommate, and we will provide support services to them in that home, in that environment. And a lot of times what we do with those people is just fun activities. We take them to sporting events or we do special Olympics with them, you know, just any kind of recreational activities that people want to do. So we support people in that way also. And then as Elena said earlier, also we have a retirement program for people who the traditional day program or employment program is no longer applicable, just like anybody else. You get to a point where you don't want to get up and go to work every day. So they come to the retirement program that we operate. It's a little more low key. They go out to lunch. They might go bowl. They go to the senior center over on Taney Avenue, a little more low key kind of day for those people. So full spectrum of adulthood for the people we support. Do stuff with the Special Olympics? We do. We, we are very involved in Special Olympics here in Frederick County. And then even across the state, Special Olympics is a great organization that has local events, but then there are statewide events for the sports too. So just like anything else, if you're good enough at the local level, you go on to the state. And we've even supported people to go to the national level for different sports. And they've traveled to California and Seattle and some other places to go to these national events too. A great thing that Special Olympics has been doing, which is a large part of what we promote, is what they call unified sports, where it's a person with a disability partnering with a person who doesn't have a disability. And, oh. and, and a lot of times it's high school students. They get very involved in this. And it provides them with an opportunity to do things with people who don't have disabilities. And we promote inclusion of people all the time. And that's a big part of inclusion. So instead of just people with disabilities interacting only with people with disabilities or the paid staff who support them, how can you get them out and help them make friends with other people in the community who don't have disabilities or their coworkers or the same relationships that the rest of us have? So as part of the, like, because I have to mention there's a lot of how the stigmas have also changed over the last 40 years. Has it been part of the mission of kind of like making things easier for them in Frederick or making the conversation a little bit easier? That, you're exactly right. And that's a large part of what Elena's marketing efforts are, letting people know what community living does, what people with disabilities can do so that you do get rid of some of that stigma that they can work, that they can be contributing members in their communities, they can be friends and anything that a person without a disability can do.
That's definitely something that we have been really focusing on the last few years, especially is focusing on that inclusion piece and really educating the public because a lot of people still don't know what intellectual and developmental disabilities are. When you say that phrase, a lot of people think that means a mental illness. And I've had several people who immediately assume that. So a lot of what we've been doing, especially lately, is really pushing that education piece and talking to people about what these disabilities are and that's not something to be afraid of. It's just something to talk about. What are some of the main misconceptions you're kind of hitting with that? Probably that they think there's enough resources out there is my biggest one. You know, why do we need another one? Which is already not true because we, we always need advocacy for mental illness. And obviously, you know, mental illness can go hand in hand with anything, including intellectual developmental disabilities. But I think there is that stigma you talked about, and a lot of people are hesitant to even talk about intellectual and developmental disabilities because they don't understand it. And they, they're afraid they'll say the wrong thing or they're afraid they'll offend someone, which is fine. But at the same time, you can't learn if you don't talk about it. I have to mention the terms have changed a great deal absolutely. over the last 40 yeah. years as well. Right. Absolutely. We want everything to be person first. So definitely it should be a person with autism or a person who has autism, person who has Down syndrome instead of Down syndrome person or something like that. So person first language is really, really important. And if you think about it, really, it makes sense to put that person first emphasis on them because the person is not their disability. They have a disability. What drew you to working with community living? She had a great boss. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, I have always had a heart for nonprofits. I've worked at nonprofits before, volunteered at nonprofits before. It just made sense for me. That's very passionate about what we do. Same question. I was a psychology major in college. I was going to go to graduate school. That was my plan my, my whole college career. I thought, well, I'll get a job and work for a little bit. And my first job was working for a nonprofit that supported people with developmental disabilities. And I found that I liked the work. I got promoted through that organization and a few other jobs along the way. And then about eight years ago, I was hired as the deputy director when the former CEO who had been there for 26 years was getting ready to retire. And I worked under her for about four years and she did retire and then I took over. How are you trying to put your stamp on? The working part, the employment part has been the biggest thing that I have expanded and improved upon since I've been there with the organization. The residential piece was already pretty well established within the organization, but moving towards that employment piece has been a big part of it. I mean, the people we are we are supporting, we've supported some people for, for over 30 years at this point still. And, you know, they are getting older and, you know, some of them have passed away over the years just from age, which says something to they get good care and good health care and, and things that maybe people didn't get in the past. But, you know, as they pass on and maybe leave a home, we're still trying to fill those spots with new people coming in and help them get the same opportunities that other people have had for 40 years now. In terms of volunteers, I have to imagine you need to be a licensed caregiver to work with you guys. What kind of volunteer needs do you have? We have a variety of volunteer needs. We have 26 homes, so there's a lot of stuff that goes on in, you know, if you think of what you have to do in your own home, always welcome people who want to come and do yard cleanups and mulching and stuff in the spring and summertime. We've had people who have come and done painting in homes. We've had people who have come and just provided company and done activities with some of the people we support. We really do cater volunteer opportunities to the volunteers, so if someone were to come and say, hey, what do you have to volunteer? I always ask them, what do you like to do? We've had people come in and play guitar for some of the people we support in the retirement program. We've had people take some of the people we support to the mall to go shopping, to a movie. We've had people come in and do puzzles. We've had people do more hands-on stuff, mulching, lawn care, stuff like that. So there really is anything and everything. We've had people throw Valentine's Day parties or Halloween parties where they just bring in a bunch of pizza and cookies and there's dancing. And it's just a really fun type of thing. So it really, if you have a group, there's different volunteer opportunities 
opportunity. So it depends on what the volunteer likes to do. What's something you feel like people do not know about community living that they really need to know? Something that people do not that we exist as well. <laughs> well, yeah, so that, is, that, is awareness the main battle right now. I think it is. I think awareness is a big part. Also, what I tell people a lot of times is, if you don't already know a person with a developmental disability, there's a good chance that you may not during your lifetime because it's not something that you or your family members are going to catch per se. Any one of us out there could know somebody who develops heart disease or cancer or even a mental illness, and that could impact somebody's life down the road somewhere. They may not be thinking about that right now, but it could impact their life somewhere down the road. For most people, if you're not already impacted in some way by a person with a developmental disability or you don't know one, it's unlikely that you will in the future. So our trying to raise public awareness about it is critical for support for the organization. Any events that are coming up before the, I guess we're at the end of the year, so anything yeah. you're looking forward to in 2019? Yeah, so we, well, obviously next year's our 40th anniversary, like we talked about. So we have tons of stuff coming up. We're launching our 40 Ways to Give campaign starting in January. We're going to have several events throughout. So if people who follow us on Facebook and Instagram, it's all CLI Frederick. They can get more information. I end every interview with the exact same question. You can take this as broad or as minimal as you want to. What are you looking forward to? What has you excited? I think the opportunities that will continue to present themselves for the people we support. I think that over the years, things have changed so much and they're going to continue to change. There's a lot of support at all levels from the state down to, you know, the organizational level that I think will continue to enhance the opportunities for people we and other organizations like us serve. I don't want to steal that answer, but it's a good one. No, I think definitely just the fact that there's so much growth in the community and society that's coming, and I, I love seeing that. So being able to promote that and educate people and see how people's opinions and, you know, people are having a lot more open minds now, and I think it's great. That's fantastic. Thank you both for your time. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you.